0: In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Oil & Gas HSE, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. And thanks to the show's sponsor today, Technip FMC. Technip FMC is a leading technology provider to the traditional and new energy industries, delivering fully integrated projects, products, and services with their proprietary technologies and comprehensive solutions. Technip FMC is helping their clients to support their energy transition ambitions by developing new energy resources and reducing carbon intensity. Tell them thank you for sponsoring the show by going to their website at technipfmc.com. Check out their iComplete system that optimizes fracking operations with 30% lower costs and also see how their trademarked emission can give operators and producers real-time monitoring and control to reduce flaring while increasing production. Technip FMC, the future of the energy industry. Today, my guest is Eric Mann. Eric, thanks for coming on the show today.
1: Russell, it's my pleasure, and I want to thank you for having me on OGGN. It was a pleasure to meet you and introduce to you at the OGGN Networking Party with Kevin Graham from MMR there. There's a lot of good people there, and people in the oil industry should go there and start networking. It's very good.
0: Well, as a matter of fact, I appreciate that little segue for me. This gives me an opportunity to do a little shameless advertising because I did meet you at the OGGN Industry Mixer. Even though we're proud of the fact, as it says in our intro, this show is an internationally acclaimed podcast heard in over 100 countries, but the majority of listeners comes from the country of Texas, and the majority of those come from Houston, and so if you are listening and you are in the Houston area, you need to know about our monthly OGGN industry mixer, which is normally held. Sometimes we change it. Sometimes we change the date and the location, but it's normally held the last Thursday of every month at the Canon on Britmore. And as a matter of fact, and I'm not sure when this podcast will actually be released, whether it will be before the last Thursday of this month or not, but they just announced the details on the next industry mixer. And if I can walk and chew gum at the same time, I'm going to see if I can make my computer come up to it. OGGN presents Houston Industry Mixer Thursday, May the twenty-sixth, five thirty to eight PM. And as a matter of fact, on this, if you've never been to one of our industry mixers, we always have a little bit of food and drink. It's very reasonably priced, only. ticket admission to get in the door. And this month, and we always have an informative and entertaining program, and this month we're actually going to be doing a live podcast with one of our OGGN hosts, Joanne Meyer, who's one of our new hosts, and she's the host of the Oil and Gas Digital Doers. And so she's going to be doing a live podcast called Embracing Sustainability and ESG for Strategic Advantage. There's going to be a couple of great guests on there. And so if you can't make it this month, remember it's the last Thursday of every month, and it's a great event to come out to. Okay, so Eric, before we get into the main theme of this podcast today, and and I think we're going to be talking about the E for the most part in HSE, when you called me for us to discuss putting this podcast together, I was expecting a call from Eric Mann, and instead it came up Victor Mann. What's the story on that?
1: Well, Victor is a family name. My mother had me at the end of the war, and so Victor Eric, Victor for victory of America winning the war, and Eric meaning conqueror. And so my oldest son, his name is Victor. My youngest son, his name is Alexander Victor. So it's a family name, and my grandson, his name is Leo Silas Victor.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We keep that in the family and have for a while now. Okay, so you were born in Houston, is that correct? I am a native Houstonian, that is correct. And there's not very many of those, but I happen to be one myself. And I'm talking to you, you're in Houston right now, right? That is correct. But you've been around a lot. Tell us a little bit about that. I've been very
1: fortunate to have been able to travel in my lifetime when I was younger and when I got older. So I spent three years in Hawaii. I spent some time in New York, some time in Europe. I took a month off, one year, and went to do a tour that I was speaking in the UK, Holland, Germany, and Austria. Believe me, that is quite a trip. So anybody that's ever taken a tour of speaking engagements in a month's time, you're dying to get back home. (laughs) I can tell you that because you really don't know what city you are in. I had to have three translators and a driver in all those different countries. It was really beautiful. I stayed in bed and breakfast and stayed on the Danube River. That was quite an experience. It's not blue, but it was a beautiful area with the vineyards there looking out from my room. But the living in Hawaii was just quite an experience. You, know, you see something like that, you go, my goodness, how beautiful. Then you go to the Grand Canyon, you go, my God. you know, That's incredible.
0: It really is. It really is. Okay, so we dealt with the name Eric and Victor. Let's talk about this other name here because the name of your company is Amcorco. And when I actually look at that, I want to say Amco or I want to say Aramco or it's Amcorco, A-M-C-O-R-C-O. What's the story on that name? Well, I believe in
1: marketing and visual familiarization. Amcorco was pretty close to Aramco. Amcorco is an acronym. Stands for American Conservation Oil Remediation Company. We produce a product. There's no chemicals, no carcinogens, and what it does is it changes the hydrocarbons of oil and gasoline to CO2 and H2O. And right now, there's a big push by the president, an executive order, which is 13101. It's called Greening the Government Through Waste Prevention. Recycling and federal acquisition.
0: Wait a minute, that's a mouthful. Say that again. Now, that's Executive Order 13101.
1: Yeah. 13101. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. And many, many of the companies are not familiar with this, but it's greening the government through waste prevention, recycling, and federal acquisition. And in essence, what they're saying, it's the national policy to prefer pollution prevention
0: whenever feasible. So pollution, pollution prevention instead of pollution cleanup.
1: Yes, but pollution that cannot be prevented should be recycled. And the pollution that cannot be prevented or recycled should be treated as an environmentally safe manner, which means disposal should be employed only as a last resort. So like with our product on brown dirt or a spill, you can place our product on there. If it's on land, you can till it. I can't tell you how to clean it up, but I can tell you it will reduce the cost because you don't have to with our product because what'll happen is if it's on land, you place it on there within the first 24 hours, 55% of that is absorbed. And within the next 90 days, which the federal government gives you so much time to be able to clean it up, in that time period, 99 and 9 tenths percent it will completely remove the hydrocarbons and heavy metals.
0: Okay. So on your website, it says that your product enables fast-track solutions to oil spills, chemical cleanups, and to provide more efficient process for the environment. I just heard you mention land. Does this work on water also?
1: Yes, sir, it does. As a matter of fact, the EPA had heard about us. And so what happened was they said, you need to have the USDA certified biopreferred seal. So I said, well, okay, where does that put us You know, in the line of things? And so they said, well, that puts you at the top of the food chain. But by virtue of having that USDA certified biopreferred seal, what happens next is you then have the EPA bio-based alternative seal that says, if you're using chemicals to do cleanups, and again, a lot of companies, Russell, are not familiar with this order or how things go in order. And there's always order. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it's a building. You clear the land, you lay the foundation, and you start building your framework, okay? So the same way with what we do, you've got to follow a protocol, so what happens with our product when we place it on water, they're always worried, the EPA, the USDA, are worried about the beaches, the estuaries, the mangroves, the endangered species, especially the marine life. Well, our product becomes part of that food chain. And what that means is all plankton feed on it, which is life. Small fish all the way up the food chain feed on it. When it gets back into the mangroves, the estuaries, and the endangered species, The fowl and the turtles, the marine life, they can eat it. Well, it's 100% biodegradable. What is left and it becomes part of the environment as a natural fertilizer. So it enriches the environment for future growth. There's no harm to the environment ever with our product. That's a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm intrigued by this. I'm trying to wrap my arms around it. So you have on your website a video. Describe that video for me and what people can see if they go to it.
1: Okay, the one where we take the oil, gasoline, and water mix, we call that a toxic cocktail, all right? And those are hydrocarbons. They're dangerous, of course. We're not going to drink it. But when we pour that cocktail of oil, gasoline, and water mixture through a beaker of our product, what happens is it comes out at the bottom and we have it in a clear container so that people can actually see it and it comes out clear. At the beginning, there may be a 550 ppm, let's say on our analytical reading, but when it comes out, there is absolutely nothing there. So it's taken out the hydrocarbons, changed it to CO2 and H2O, which is pure water. There's a little bit of discoloration from our product with a plant. Okay. But there's no sheen on the water, no odor, no
0: fumes and no taste. It's water. Okay, and so you're saying your product, I'm sitting here thinking you must be some kind of super-duper chemical engineer and you've got some kind of patented invention or whatever, but that's not the case, is it?
1: No, Russell has to say, I give the glory to God because he has given us everything to sustain life on this planet. And as stewards, we're to take care of this planet. And by doing so, it takes care of us, humans. A lot of companies, we hear them say that they have plans in place to be able to make sure or corporate governance, you know, that they care about the environment and everything. But sometimes I think they miss that point. But I'm not here to bash anybody. I'm here to say that we have something that's a good solution. It's a right solution. There's no chemicals, no carcinogens. It's all plant. It's 100% protein. So if the fish can eat it, then we can be able to
0: provide it in other industries as well. So, how did you come upon? How this? did you come up this? I mean, <laughs> is this a new revelation? No, it's been
1: around since antiquity. But here's the thing: I was sitting in my offices one day, watching the traffic go east and west, and there was all these tanker trucks and and trucks and automobiles going east and west on the I ten freeway. And I came back in 1984. And I was praying one day, and I said, Father, you didn't bring me back here for no reason. I'm here in the oil mecca of the world. Being a native Texan, I realized that I needed to do something to do with oil. I am not an engineer, but I am astute enough to understand that business is business. It's the same church, different pew. So I've been successful and written up all over the world in my previous career. I've been fortunate to be a consultant to President Bush and King Faisal and King Fodd. Everything is there on my website, on my bio. So it's not who I say I am,
0: it's who my clients say I am. Okay. So for the benefit of those listening to this podcast, before they go to the website, you know, was this previous business where you had all those kind of connections?
1: Well, in my previous career, I was known as an international celebrity hairdresser. I asked for everything in prayer. When I graduated, they asked me, what do you want to do? I said, I want to do hair and makeup for motion pictures, television. The motion picture magazine covers the President of the United States. And so they laughed. And I said, "I obviously, have marched to the beat of a drummer than you do. And so in 1984, when I came back, Secret Service approached me. And they asked me if I could take care of a VIP. And I said, yes. And so I asked who it was. And so they told me that, you know, we'll get in touch with you. So I said, okay. So I was at the Houstonian, which is a very elite private club here of society in Houston. Right. This man comes in, there's about 20 HPD officers in front and in back and 10 in, men in suits in front of him and in back of him. And he came in and he sat down and he says, you know who I am? And I said, uh, yes, everybody knows who you are. If they keep up with current events, you're George Bush, who's the head of the CIA and you're running for the vice presidency with President Ronald Reagan. He says, right. He says, well, I need a haircut. I said, okay. And he proceeded to tell me, you know, that he didn't want it to look like his ears were lowered. And I said, if you permit me, I will make you look well manicured and present yourself to the world stage on an international level, and you'll be happy. He says, I like that. He says, you're not cocky, you're confident. And so from 1984 to 1996, I was Mr. Bush's, go-to person here at Houston. Oh, wow. It opened up a lot of doors for me through the State Department.
0: And so how do you go from there to being in the oil and gas business and cleaning (laughs) up the environment? This is just an incredible story.
1: (laughs) I tell you, it is incredible. But again, I gave it up in prayer. I got a phone call one day from a man. He says, hey, come over here. I want to show you something. And we had known each other for a while. So I went over and he showed me this. He says, look, I don't have time for this. But I think it has merit, and he showed it to me, and I took a look at it, and the light went off for me. I saw exactly what it was and how it could be used.
0: So I started with that in 2010, maybe. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you, where were you when Macondo came in? That sounds to me like they could have used you. I was here in Houston, and they could have. They could have. The thing,
1: Russell, is people get used to doing things the old-fashioned way. A lot of times the companies will use the cheapest product they can, which is bentonite, as an adsorbent, okay? It's not an absorbent. An adsorbent, the difference between the two is something that you place down, which is kitty litter, and it coats it. I can leave it there for 24 hours, 48 hours, doesn't matter. It will never absorb that oil, okay? I put my product down with it, and within 15 minutes, I know that it's going to absorb it. I can sweep it up, and there's not going to be anything. There's not even going to be a film or anything. I place my hands on it. I'm not going to get any oily
0: contaminants on my hand whatsoever. That's incredible. And this is all pretty much described and illustrated on your website, right? It is. It is.
1: I have several different scenarios in that video that show different spills and how it would react on open water. They're going to use skimmers or forks or vacuums on open water. And one gallon of oil will contaminate a million gallons of water. A quart of oil will contaminate up to about three acres of land. So you can imagine there's trillions of gallons of water out there in the Gulf that's still contaminated.
0: That's a lot of water. Yeah, it certainly is.
1: (laughs) We try to really help educate people. My motto is that we strive to redefine the highest standards of excellence in what we do. Okay. So this is a plant. So that means you grow it. Where do you grow it? How do you? We grow it in the United States. We are a United States company, USA company. I'm a United States Air Force veteran. So, you know, I try well, to do business. thank you for your service. It's my honor. I try to do business with other veterans, but companies that would, you know, look at a veteran and say, hey. Let's see what you got. I just asked for 15 minutes of their time, because once I show them, they are going to get it or they don't get it. In other words, they understand it or they don't understand it. And a lot of times I have engineers say, yeah, but now it's got this hydrocarbons in it. How do you get rid of it? I said, well, you can resell it. You can sell it or you can give it away and write off that. You can put it in a landfill, but (laughs) there's nothing there because it's changed the hydrocarbons content composition to CO2 and H2O, but they can't get their, there's a lot of people that Russell cannot get their mind around that.
0: There's nothing there. I know it's
1: hard to grasp, but that's the truth.
0: That is incredible. So I tell you what, we will definitely put your LinkedIn contact information in our show notes. We'll put Amcorco's website address in there, which is www.amcorco.com. This is an incredible story and sounds like an incredible product. Eric, I wish you all the luck in the world with it. And can you send this? Are you international in scope? Can you send this other? You say you're a U.S. company and it's grown here. Are you doing this or can you do this internationally as well?
1: We are international already. We're doing business in India. We have agents there. We have other countries that have, have and are now approaching us. We are doing contracts with the international companies So all the seeds that I've planted are starting to come to fruition. We have an alliance that we've created with other companies. There is VaporControls.net and Baycliff. They deal in wastewater and our products will handle wastewater, which will save companies a tremendous amount of money, but also in uh, oil separators, brown dirt, et cetera, et cetera. But we just try to help people. I believe in helping people and doing a good job. And we stand behind our product. And I tell CEOs, I'll put it up against anything you got because there's nothing better than what God's given us. And that's what I'll leave it at.
0: I think that's a good place to leave it. I wish you all the success in the world. We're definitely not for dirty air, dirty water, and all the things we're often accused of. So thanks again, Eric. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast, which is a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. Like us on LinkedIn and use all your social networking to tell your friends about us. And we'll see you next time. Russell, thank you. Thanks, OGGN. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.